if we blow this deal with Thackeray, we're all going to be getting funerals for Christmas. We're talking Wonder Woman. Hit it. It was 1978. The Double Eagle II became the first balloon to complete a transatlantic flight. Spain restored its democracy. Bulgarian defector Georgi Markov was assassinated by Bulgarian secret police using a poisoned umbrella tip. And Wonder Woman helped a leprechaun at Christmas time. I'm your host, Jerry D., with another episode of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, we got it covered. Now, joining me are two totally rad Christmas all-stars. You'll know them as two of the L's from Tis the Podcast. It's Tom Crow and Anthony Caruso. Guys, how's it going? Always happy to be here, Jerry. Yes. (laughs) Wait a minute. This seems like it was the other day. Uh, (laughs) uh, Oh, man. It's good to talk to you all again. You know, it's never enough. And you as well. So Wonder Woman, huh? Wonder Woman spins herself a golden adventure when a shoemaker who works magic on children possesses a pot of gold that brings out the greed in a gang of thieves who hope to buy counterfeit $100 plates from a mobster who forges his evil plan in London. Diana rushes in vain. And Wonder Woman watches the price of gold go sky high. A killer canine on his way to America escapes from Steve and causes a panic that puts the cobbler on the mob's tail and Diana in their clutches. When Wonder Woman thinks she's about to strike it rich, that little man appears and disappears as if he were a leprechaun. He seems to live a charmed life that, to coin a phrase, is about to go to pot. Don't miss the next... Wonder Woman. This was a this was an interesting episode. All I could think about was it's all connected because I just kept thinking <laughs> of the leprechauns Christmas gold. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Apparently, the leprechauns and Irish folklore and Christmas are all go hand in hand somehow. I didn't realize this was a thing, but it's totally a thing. It's official now. All I'm going to say is that people made fun of the Italians back in the day. Thought we were the weird ones. <laughs> I don't know. La Bufana. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this is a, this is a strange episode. And this is actually part two of our, of our Wonder Woman, you know, Linda Carter series. Uh, <laughs> so last year in season two, we did um, the deadly toys um, from the second season or third, depending on if you're watching it on HBO Max or not. And this year we're doing the season three or season four, again, depending. And it's Pot of Gold. This was so strange. I I actually kind of liked it, but I didn't think I was gonna. Like, I liked it more than I I should have. Like, like more than it deserves, I think. (laughs) 
I mean, there's something about the campiness that's enjoyable to watch. No, Tom's shaking his head here. <laughs> I, I'm not in that boat. I didn't enjoy this one. The other one was definitely much better. Yeah. Uh, the other one felt but more Christmas. An attack dog named Rasputin. I, as soon as I heard the name Rasputin, I was like, that's the perfect attack dog name. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't just name, like, maybe you'll name a Chihuahua that I guess, but. Other than you know, other than that, it's like it's got to be like a big Doberman or or something. And I thought it was, yeah, it was a serviceable episode. There was just a whole lot going on. Well, there was, yeah. I think I liked it because out of all the Wonder Woman episodes, this one actually has like some sort of mythical part to it, where like you would expect Wonder Woman to face like Cheetah. Or you know, Doctor Poison, or um, you know, Titania, or, or something, or Giganta. But yeah. at the, you know, we don't get that in like all these '70s shows. Same thing with the Incredible Hulk; he never fought any of his rogues gallery. So, I think like my comic book brain was like, "Hey, we get something." So, I think only on that reason, I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, we get, you know, we get her bracelets, we get her outfit, we get the lasso, we get comic book elements from Wonder Woman throughout all of this. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, you know, you want to see the hero go up against super villains, and that was one thing that a lot of these shows didn't do, like Spider-Man, you know, the Hulk, he, you know, he really didn't go Batman up. Batman did. Well, yeah, Batman Sometimes. did, but, you know, but that was like, what a decade before and it was really campy although i loved it don't get me wrong i love i love the batman uh you say campy (laughs) and i'm saying matt reeve should make egghead the villain in the next batman movie (laughs) egghead (laughs) excellent (laughs) (laughs) no you know what i want to see matt reeves do i want to see him take on clayface I think that would be interesting. No one's done like a live action Clayface yet because I mean, how in the world are you going to do Clayface live action? <laughs> but probably like Raimi did. <laughs> I'd love to man. see it. Yeah. Oh, no, maybe, maybe not then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that would be a really cool bit. And so it's one of those where like, same thing with the Slender Carter series. I really wish we had gotten you know, any, any superhero, I would have taken kite man, honestly, you know, just anybody. And yeah. uh, so in this, <laughs> so in this case, a leprechaun, well, at least it's something. Uh, although I don't know if the leprechaun actually achieved what he was supposed to achieve and we'll get into it, but uh, before we jump, so. right. Like, like he's supposed to get did, it back without any help. And she totally helped him. Did she ever in this series, did she ever take on Aries or the cheetah or anything like that or was it it was always just this campy stuff right yeah pretty much uh and this is that era where she was like the you know diana prince super spy although for a super spy she is terrible at uh tailing people because he totally notices her in the reflection immediately immediately <laughs> but no like th- this show missed out on so much good stuff like uh yeah she had the giant lady Giganta, yeah. Giganta, Doctor Psycho. There were a lot of things that they could have pulled in Ooh, from that Wonder been Woman cool. mythology, but they never did. Yeah, it would have been nice to see her take on Ares, like for real. I mean, I like Linda Carter as Wonder Woman. I do, but I mean, for the well, time, it's just we're uh, gonna get to see her take on someone, presumably in Wonder Woman three, right? She said she's involved with that. They hinted at, at the end of Wonder Woman two. Yeah, yeah, could be. I, mean, I don't know. If they give her her original costume, yes. 
<laughs> I don't I, they think have they will. To. They have to. I think it'll be similar. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I, 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 oh, go ahead. I was just going to say about the super spy thing. Mm-hmm. I agree. She's not the best spy. But at the same time, isn't she? Because Pat couldn't figure out she was Wonder Woman. Nobody can. And that makes no sense. But I I thought they alluded to the fact that maybe he did know who she was. They, I thought they did, too. But I, I, he laughed it off at the end. Though. Well, I, I yeah, but I think that was like a wink, wink, you know, nudge, nudge. I know. I know your secret. We, we all have secrets. Get it. Ha ha. I'm a leprechaun. <laughs> You're Wonder Woman. <laughs> okay. And we'll get into this. But one thing that drove me nuts was when um, Steve Trevor just happens to know, like, everything there is to know about leprechauns. Oh, yeah, I remember. The, my grandma used to tell me stories. And then he, like, goes, de- you know, detail by detail about leprechauns. And it's like how he would not have known that mythos. Like my grandma t- told me stories too. I don't remember everything that she talked about, and he just has like the super. Okay, yeah. Well, they have to, they have to get their. If their gold is taken, they have to get it back all by themselves. And if uh, <laughs> I'm gonna play devil's advocate, devil's advocate. Okay, go for it. You know what if like one of these comic book stories we love like turned out to be real, and somebody came to you, oh, what do you know about uh, you know the scrolls, Jerry? You would you would know every single detail about them to tell them. Yeah, but that's because I read most of them when I was older. But he's not talking about what his grandma told him thirty five years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you know he's like, yeah, but nobody believes in leprechauns, and of course then the computer is like well then how do you explain wonder woman you you think there's not really like fantastical things out there it was it was odd it was an odd thing and we'll get into it but uh before we dive in again um remind me your uh history and experience with uh with wonder woman in general tom i liked wonder woman since it was a boy yep i was one when this episode aired so um 1978 Oh, I thought this was, I thought this age, I thought, I'm sorry. I thought this one's 82. Nope. I was at negative three when this one aired. Um, <laughs> so I don't, re- I don't remember the first time uh, uh, it was live on TV. Right. Right. But no, it's always been, I mean, Wonder Woman's always been there. Always liked her. She's in the DC family. So big fan. I didn't really get in depth into her comics, but uh, she was there in like justice league. And so I, right. I was, was always a fan. Anthony. Yeah, I was always a fan of Wonder Woman as well. Big DC fan, obviously. Um, I was negative 21 when this episode first started. No, 19. No, 11. I'm bad at math. Math is hard. (laughs) (laughs) And that is why he's an English major. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like Tom, I was never big into her solo comics. And I'm still not. I feel like too many comics try to fetishize her. Mm-hmm. Um, or play up the fish out of water aspect so much it just comes across as dumb. They there's a hard lots of writers can't strike the balance, right? Um, but I love her in the just the team of comics, and I loved Linda Carter in the role, and I love Gal Gadot in the role. Um, yeah, she she is the mm-hmm. preeminent female superhero, right? If Superman's the granddaddy of all male superheroes and superheroes in general, Wonder Woman's the grandmother of all female superheroes. Like she's an icon. She's important to the history of the genre. 
Yeah, for sure. And I mean, when you say name a female superhero, I'm like 99% of the time, someone's going to say Wonder Woman before they say anybody else. I mean, yeah. you think about even in the even in the Marvel universe, even with all the Avengers out there, you know, that they've introduced in the movies and shows. I, I mean, and don't get me wrong. I love all the Marvel characters, but they just they no one knows them. It's it's Wonder Woman, right? You know, she's like yep. she's the female superhero, just like you're right. Just like Superman is the, you know, uh, although some could argue Batman or Spider-Man, you know, are the, you know, uh, I male mean, four of the Mount Rushmore of superheroes. If you were going to have a Mount Rushmore of superheroes. Yeah. Well, who are the four? Batman, Superman, Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman and Spider-Man. Spider-Man and Spider-Man. Yeah, I got to be Spider-Man. I was making sure we we're including him, even though he's not D.C., yeah yeah I, I and i think you're right i think if if that's going to be a but i would find a way and add someone else probably just because i like to <laughs> i like to <laughs> bend the rules you play by jerry rules <laughs> but no you're definitely right and same thing with me i was a wonder woman fan i don't remember when this aired because i would myself was negative too uh when it first aired although um they played it all throughout the 80s in syndication. I don't recall this particular episode, but I just remember watching it so much. And when she would do the jumps, you know, uh, they look terribly terrible and cheesy now, but oh, they were oh so cool, gosh. you know, just. Do, 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 do. <laughs> you like the jumps. I like the twirls. The twirl twirls was so cool. Costume. In fact, that twirl was so iconic that they even used it in like the Super Friends cartoon. And uh, there's an episode yep. of Justice League Unlimited that they used it in as well. I mean, it's a. Uh, I hope Gal Gadot, you know, does more does, does more spinning. <laughs> like, I come on, just spin. <laughs> it's ridiculous and makes no sense, but I I want it to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and and so um, I, I always liked Wonder Woman too. In fact, I had the superpowers figure of Wonder Woman, so it was like like Batman, Superman, the Flash, a few other heroes, and and of course Wonder Woman. Was it this past year or the year before Hallmark released the Wonder Woman ornament with her first comic appearance? Like it was her with the curly hair and the comic. Oh yeah. I I think it was this past year. Yeah. I don't remember which year and we were gonna buy it. And then we ended up having to do something. Oh, and then our pipes burst. And so we had to replace our pipes and all that. And so that kind of put the damper on our ornament buying for a bit. I will say I have a lot of obviously superhero ornaments in my tree, like right. every variation of Batman, but I have like super, like tons of Marvel and DC stuff. But the one Wonder Woman ornament I have is not Gal Gadot. It's Linda Carter's Wonder same, Woman. Same here. I do have that one. Yeah. Yep. And and it's cool. You press the button and it plays the, the theme song, but you know, and they gag me with a spoon award (laughs) have you listened to the lyrics they're they're like cuckoo bananas i mean i guess they worked for like their time but you know it's like um in your satin tights fighting for your rights and the old red white and blue (laughs) you know it's it's very 70s uh much like this episode was (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah much like this episode this episode was very 70s yeah i guess we can go ahead and jump into it unless you guys want to just keep chatting about wonder woman i feel like at some point we have to just jump in because we'll just keep talking 
anything. The three of us are not good good at at regulating superhero conversation. No, no, we can keep going forever. Uh, so yeah, let's go ahead and jump in. Um, so it actually starts off in England, right? And we get mm-hmm. uh, we're introduced to like two villains, and the first one's in England. It's Thackeray. He's like the mastermind of this, and that's where we get like our first idea that it's a quote unquote Christmas episode. Because it's not really Christmassy, like at all. I think no, it's not. Like, I think the Deadly Toys was much more Christmassy. A lot more. I like that one. I like. Well, I mean, we went through that. Of course, I've right. already said I like that one a lot more. Right. Yeah. So and this one, it you know, in the background, there's like a couple of wreaths and like a tree, and like that's about it. <laughs> and you see that everywhere else too. It's like, oh, there's some garland, and uh, there's a little plastic Santa. But other than like one or two throwaway lines that's it it's it's not really christmas this is more like it just happens at christmas time you know for me i'll 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 say though and i notice a lot of shows do this sometimes where they don't do a proper christmas episode but in the background you'll see a wreath or garland or whatever yeah like at least they're acknowledging the passing of time and the holiday in (laughs) some background way like if you think about it right like Maybe not for us because we're Christmas obsessive, right? But like I don't know that, time <laughs> that time of year, that time of year, not <laughs> every second of every day for a lot of people revolves around the holiday. So you right. think about this is a snapshot in time for a- Anthony. I don't say this very often, but that may be the single stupidest thing I've ever heard in the last six months. <laughs> yeah this i mean don't get me wrong we're very loose with what constitutes christmas things on this show i mean i I covered the karate kid for goodness sake uh you know and that's literally only like two little strands of tinsel and uh one plastic like candy cane in the background so (laughs) You're, you're loose with Christmas and loose with the term 80s. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. This is 1978. <laughs> it just hit me. You're a Gen Xer, aren't you? Heck yeah. Oh, well, I guess. I don't know. Do some people say yes? Some people say I'm part of the Xennials, but I don't go by that. I like Man. to say I'm Generation Awesome, but you know, oh. I guess Generation X is probably where I'd land. Just feels weird for me and Anthony to be on a podcast with a with an old guy. (laughs) I know I just turned 42 and it was like, oh, okay. like, well, that happened. (laughs) You're like last year of Gen X and I'm first year of millennial. (laughs) (laughs) Well, have Gen X and the geriatric millennial, as they call them, the geriatric millennials. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is weird because you got to before you get out of bed, you got to you got to stretch a little bit. You know, you got to like warm up before you get out of bed. (laughs) Uh, That just means you need a new bed. (laughs) You're probably right. Uh, But I just bought some I just had to replace some pipes. So uh, probably not anytime soon. Uh, So we're introduced to like our main villain, who's Thackeray. He's, I guess, the mastermind behind this. And he's got like these perfect, like the most perfect plates for counterfeiting one hundred dollar bills. Apparently, U.S. dollars, not uh, pounds. Yeah, U.S. dollars like in England. And did it bother anyone else? They didn't just set this in Ireland at the beginning instead of England. Since we were dealing, since we we're going to be dealing with <laughs> Irish folklore, yes, it bothered me a great deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but who cares about little things like continuity and uh, and tying things up neat, nice and neat with a bow? It it doesn't matter. It's the seventies. <laughs> yes, that did bother me too. 
it seemed like that was the perfect tie-in and they kind of that was just a missed opportunity i think uh so he probably because probably because if you look at ireland it's all beautiful fields and cliffs and ocean and they didn't have that budget (laughs) (laughs) well they could have just done it all inside right they could have yeah yeah they could have just shown like a a random shot stock footage you know of ireland they they could have just had like the exterior of a pub that said ye old irish pub or something (laughs) (laughs) having never been to ireland i assume that's what the entire countryside (laughs) is littered with (laughs) they all say that (laughs) although that would be kind of weird that would be like uh like just going downtown and it's saying, uh, you know, the old American pub. It's like, we're in yeah. America. We don't need to say we're in America. But if we're making it for an Irish audience, we probably Yo, want average to- American hamburger joint. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm naming my my spot when I open it up. <laughs> uh, so he hides these plates on one of his uh, killer attack dogs, Rasputin. Again, great name for a attack dog. And he tra- he tells some guy, oh, he's trained, but he doesn't make friends. Go slow because <laughs> he doesn't make friends easily. <laughs> OK, sure. Why not? And this is where we get like Wonder Woman, like tailing or Diana Prince, excuse me, tailing him. And there's like that whole business where he finds out after, of course, he's already given the dog over to be to be boarded. And in D.C., where somehow. They were able to remotely unlock this cage from across the ocean in the seventies <laughs> for this dog to escape. <laughs> I, I do like, yeah, on the cage that he's put in, it has like a lock uh, that responds to some sort of remote control. Which, okay, yeah, I mean, I can do that on my phone in my house now, but I don't. We couldn't do it back then. And dog, and he has a dog whistle, and so when they get to DC, you know, he eventually escapes. But that's like one thing. We're introduced to another bad guy, which was uh, Benelli, and he's like a small-time thug. Oh, and I, I did like how when they're looking him up, uh, Diana Prince has like a encyclopedic knowledge uh, of uh, his background as well. So just like Steve knew everything about leprechauns, she knew everything about Benelli. Oh, yeah, he was from Philly. He was a small-time trigger man, and he's trying to make it big. And <laughs> how did she know that? How would she keep tabs on a small-time trigger man from Philly? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's more. I I would assume that's something more something Batman would do, not Wonder Woman. Like he'd have tabs on everyone. <laughs> did Did you see that? That uh, yeah, you did right. You saw that thing I posted in <laughs> that Friday Night Faithful about uh, Batman can beat the Infinity Ultron with prep <laughs> yeah. time with enough prep time with enough can... prep time. <laughs> it's like oh, that's no, funny. no, he can't. <laughs> oh yes, he can. He could single-handedly defeat Thanos with Propta. <laughs> Look, Batman can do a lot, but I mean, small-time crooks have snuck up on him before. So I mean, he can't do everything. There's got to be like some sort of line that we got to draw on what Batman can do. <laughs> and I love Batman, uh, but I, I like I like every my time Batman. we talk these every time we talk these comic episodes. I'm just pointing you to that Justice League episode. Hmm. Train my mind to be impervious on mind reading. <laughs> I'm going to use that trick next time someone tries to talk to me about something, and I don't want to listen. Just, hmm. 
Oh man. So yeah. And Bonelli uh, is looking to steal, or he has been stealing a bunch of gold and he's trying to, he's trying to get about what a million dollars, essentially a million and a half dollars in gold so that he can buy these plates from Thackeray. So those are like the two main villains. So, and, so they target this guy named they, Pat. Yes. Pat O'Hanlon. Yeah. Pat O'Hanlon. O'Hanlon who happens to be a shoemaker. Now you nope. would think a he's, sh- he, he's a cobbler. Okay. <laughs> a cobbler. Me personally. Yeah. Let's just say I'm looking for somebody who has a lot of gold on hand. The first place I'm going is the local cobbler shop. I mean, That's I exactly I where I was <laughs> heading with this. That's who maybe they're a targeting. Banker, maybe a banker, pawnbroker. Uh, it's so uh, it's funny because there's a throwaway line that explains why they go after this guy, and it's just because he's dealt with a lot of. Uh, he dealt. Go- he's he's traded in gold, right? He's traded in gold a lot. Like his name was top of the list on this particular establishment's. <laughs> uh list of you know people that they've worked with but yeah i mean hit the establishment don't don't just hit the guys one you don't know where it's all going to be and two you don't know if that's tied up somewhere and it, it that just doesn't make any sense but yeah you're right i mean i go to my uh i go to my cobbler for all my gold needs because you never know if they're a leprechaun this guy by the way reminded me of Forget the actor's name. Um, who played Commissioner Gordon in the Batman movies? Pat Hingle. Pat Hingle, just this goofy guy. He even looked like him. He did a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And uh, I loved his uh, his Irish accent. He's you know he's definitely in a lot of the things he would say. Oh, me gold, you know. <laughs> me gold. <laughs> <laughs> it's like perfect. I was just expecting Dinty Doyle to come out anytime. <laughs> when they were talking about the gold, did you expect an actual pot of gold? gold? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I, I really didn't. When I saw that, I was like, oh, geez, come on, really? <laughs> I was just waiting for it to be at the end of a rainbow or something. Isn't that what they say? I'm you know? surprised that didn't happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. This guy, though, he is not only an expert cobbler who deals in gold, he is an escape artist because he keeps escaping from these guys. We, right, right. Almost by magic. <laughs> Ooh, spoiler <laughs> alert. Uh, yeah, because um, so when we first meet him, like a grandma and her, her you know, granddaughter, and are there at his shop. And I did like his shop. It looked very Christmassy. You know, it had a, a, a bunch of garland and, you know, things, uh, str- uh, plastic Santa and things like that strewn across his, his shop. But, you know, she's like, ah, oh, mad about some shoes that he didn't fix in time. And uh, he shows right away that he has a bond with the little girl. It turns out the little girl lives in his building, but, you know, he does a little magic trick with her uh, where she pretends, you know, she can't hear anything. And so, he says, oh, it's because you've got this coin in your ear and, you know, as if by magic and gives her the coin. And so that's like their bond. She does play an important part later with Diana Prince, you know, giving her enough information to go on. About the guy, about how he does have a lot of gold. Like, yes. Which, uh, again, is a strange thing. Why the child knows this. What's the man tried to take past gold? How much gold does he have? Oh, a lot. He's a big old fashioned pot of it filled to the brim. I saw it by mistake once. 
I shouldn't tell you this, but I think Pat's a leprechaun. They always have a pot of gold. A leprechaun? But speaking of the pot of gold, like gold is super heavy. Like that pot. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was at least. He, he didn't make it look heavy. No, no, no. None of them did. Not even when the uh, when when Thackeray's men were holding it. I mean, they're just like do 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 do. It's like no, no, no. You you couldn't have lifted that. You would need like three or four guys to lift that pot of gold. I think that's um, your criticism that, but, with. <laughs> but, but when they're dealing with the uh, but when they're dealing with the gold bars, they're using a pallet and a forklift. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Maybe either uh, the leprechauns pot has special uh gravity bending properties or uh i don't know it's just, it magics the weight away or something because they just carry it i mean it's still a little heavy but i mean there's no way that just those two guys by themselves would have carried that entire pot of gold gold is ridiculously heavy so anyway that was a problem that i had <laughs> with that. i i can't move my pot of gold around my house like that <laughs> but no. i mean with 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 pat we could at least assume that since he's since we're led to believe he's a leprechaun he has the ability to move the gold right why the other people can do it i i don't even know i don't Let me know, tell you my know. my rankin bass loving heart just wished that banshee woman from the leprechaun no old no. mag the hag was <laughs> no. a villain in this one I would, hey, I would have taken it. At least we'd get like a super villain or something <laughs> instead of just these small time crooks. <laughs> Can you imagine Wonder Woman taking on old Mag the Hag? <laughs> 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 oh, man. Yeah, this this is weird. So Benelli's men go to, to get Pat. They, they kidnap him. They throw him in a van. But one of the leprechaun lore or bits of lore is that if you take your eyes off the leprechaun they can disappear and so that's what happens they literally they literally just like both look forward while they're making fun of him and i love how they they mention this they date themselves by uh one because one of them does an irish accent and the other guy's like hey that's pretty good you should be on the gong show <laughs> i caught that yeah it's like okay <laughs> it's uh so the things the i don't the thing i didn't get about the uh the you know if you take your eyes off they disappear they locked him in a box and he screams for help but then he still gets out on his own like yeah was that for show i don't know and then does wonder woman have like super hearing also because she heard him yelling for help through the box through the building like she was outside and you could hear it and then she like rushes in and then <laughs> i don't remember wonder woman having super hearing i mean i guess she does her senses are heightened but like like that seems more like a super <laughs> like a superman kind of thing that, that's always her powers have always been uh questionable flexible <laughs> flexible <laughs> flexible is a good choice yeah yeah i guess it's kind of like uh, who would win in a fight between thor and hulk and it's just it's depends i guess that's kind of the same thing you know it's like can wonder woman thor. hear someone uh it should be thor for sure but uh it just depends on the writer but it's like can wonder woman <laughs> hear hear someone uh that's inside a box inside a building and the answer is depends on the writer i guess i don't know depends on if they're a leprechaun or not yeah this is yeah that was bonkers but anyway that's that's <laughs> later on so uh pat escapes he goes back to his apartment and is like packing frantically. And that's where we find out that the, the little girl, you know, is his friend and she 
caught his pot of gold. And at first it almost seemed to me like he thought maybe she was responsible for telling the men that about the pot of gold. I don't know. I, that's, I kind of got that vibe. He was a little bit like, like you shouldn't have seen that, you know, and, and promise you won't tell anyone. And almost like, uh, Hey, you did this. I don't know. That's the vibe I got. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. This. Okay. This guy, <laughs> I have so many issues with this guy. <laughs> okay, go for it. He's too tall. He is well, too tall okay. for a leprechaun. In they fact, could have dressed him in green. Steve Trevor even says, oh, the wee people. <laughs> he was not wee. He was standard height. Well, he's an idiot. That's what my problem with this is. Why, how, how, why do they have to make him such an idiot? He's this powerful, magical, mythological creature from folklore. And all he could do is escape like Houdini from a van or a basement who goes to get a gun later on. (laughs) 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 Like that doesn't seem very leprechaun ish. He couldn't have used a sword or something. (laughs) Also, how much effort does it take the set dressing or, uh, you know, set dressers to put a green tie on him? Some kind of green. green. It's not, it's not St. Patrick's day though. (laughs) <laughs> it's Christmas. no it's not but i mean they lean into every other irish stereotype which they, could put, uh... <laughs> they, they really do <laughs> and I, is I mean, it I, bad in that my mind as soon as they said leprechaun all i could think of was uh mike myers you know in wayne's world like pretending to do that leprechaun bit i'm the leprechaun <laughs> Don't try to steal me pot of gold. <laughs> all, I, all I could think about was, I wonder if they're going to pull a Rankin Bass here and have the scene where the leprechaun drunkenly berates his wife before getting kicked out of his house. <laughs> oh, sh- <laughs> One could only hope. <laughs> Although that, that does remind me of uh, that family guy in the uh, the Irish bit. <laughs> a day in the life of the Irishman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> uh, he drinks. His wife comes and his wife is praying. He drinks. She comes to the bar. He slaps her. <laughs> and then doesn't a baby she, pop out? She or falls over and a baby pops out. <laughs> a baby pops out. Yep. And uh, I'm glad that I am part Irish, and so I don't feel so bad talking about these <laughs> these stereotypes here. I take great pride in the in the stereotypes that have been applied to my people. <laughs> oh man! So uh, the crooks catch Pat again, and they're going to kill him until they force him to show him where their gold is. And he says it's in you know the basement of my shop. So they go there and. He kind of tricks them into like locking him in in the basement. Mm -hmm. And like, again, as soon as they take their eyes off him, he he gives like a, I don't know, devilish kind of grin, I guess. And, and then just escapes. It's like, Oh, there, there he goes. You know, one thing I will point about out about this episode, that's kind of rare for episodes of this TV show is how involved Steve Trevor was and like the action. Yeah. In this episode, yeah, yeah, I think this is yep. like one of the few, uh, of, in, especially actually... in the season where he actually comes out um, and does that, and and I I thought it was fine, although <laughs> it did make me laugh because throughout this whole episode there is like everybody seems incredulous that a woman is doing things, you know, so so like that. Oh, like, even the guy, it's gonna take some time to get used to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a woman at the IADC, huh? 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if that's not an Irish stereotype right there. Well, and then doesn't, I mean, even Pat later on says something about like the, like a meddling, doesn't he call her like a meddling woman or something, something like that? Oh, you, you meddling woman. It, it's something ridiculous like that, but. Because he got annoyed that Wonder Woman was actually trying to help. That she actually saved him. Well, yeah. He has, yeah. He, she's like, well, I'm making, beginning to make a habit out of saving you. No, oh, interfering. Like, that's what he says. He has to get he has to get this back himself, though. We learned, remember? We do he learn that. Yeah. What are you doing in here? Getting me gold. Well, if you had cooperated with Diana Prince before, she might have been able to help you. Don't you bandy words with me, Wonder Woman. You of all people should know the rules under which I must operate. Yeah, but she saves his life and he's he's just like, ah, interfering woman. I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you pesky well, kids. <laughs> it did feel very, it did feel very uh, uh, Scooby Doo. He did, he did feel like a Scooby Doo character. Like I could have seen them ripping <laughs> off his face at the end and being like, "Oh, it was Mister McGillicuddy the whole time." <laughs> McGillicuddy. <laughs> so we're definitely we're just ditching the we're just ditching the Irish connection altogether. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh man uh so they figure out that <laughs> Benelli is getting all the stealing all his gold so that he can pay thackeray for you know the plates which again is very very contrived and convenient like like hmm well he might be trying to make it big <laughs> it's like what <laughs> it doesn't make any sense they just kind of come up with this plan <laughs> and uh so yeah they they come up with this this idea that diana will act as a, a guard she'll dress up as one of the guards and that way when they go after the you know the gold here then she'll be able to hopefully be able to stop them now they they kind of surprise attack her and essentially take the the van and the gold and so she doesn't really get what she wants but luckily she turns into wonder woman She's able to at least save the life of chases down the van. She does does. chase down the van. Yeah. So there's that awesome jump over the chain link fence. (laughs) 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 The the jumps that I thought were so super awesome. uh, Just they don't hold up (laughs) after everything we've seen nowadays. Are they jumps or are they just falls? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Well, it's funny because she jumps and she keeps her feet like together. You yeah, know, like it doesn't seem like a real jump. Like when Wonder Woman uh, does it in her movies, you know, she she kind of has her legs, you know, like <laughs> like she's ready to to land, you know. And uh, <laughs> this one, she just she jumps as if someone is picking her up from wires. <laughs> Spoiler alert: her. they are. <laughs> she uh, okay? She, <laughs> I love. She saves Pat for being run down by this car. And Pat is so freaking angry with her. Yep. <laughs> well, but, it, it made me wonder, like, what would he have done? Like, like, would he, if they had hit him, would he have been able to stop it? Or would he have, like, Or was he going to do that 11 thing, 11 thing from Stranger Things where he did that and the van just flips over? <laughs> well, I'd hope not because his, his pot of gold would have spilled all over the place. <laughs> He'd have to go clean right. that up. <laughs> Now this yeah. next this next part though makes me laugh because it just shows how stupid Diana is. <laughs> 
because Pat, like, not even how stupid, because she knows how Pat is lying. So they go home. Right. And Pat's lying about why he was there. Oh, I was in the truck by accident. Yeah. yeah. This little girl from next door, Lisa, runs in saying, oh, I'm so glad they didn't get you and your pot of gold. (laughs) And, And Wonder Woman takes her out into the hall. And this little girl is like, yeah, he thinks he's a leprechaun. It's this giant pot of coal that he thinks he's a leprechaun. Now, if I'm Wonder Woman at this... Well, Wonder Woman's seen some stuff. She's in Paradise Island. Right. If I was Steve Trevor at this point, and she told me that, I'd pick up a phone and call uh, some kind of like men in white coats to take this guy away. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... No, uh, no, not Steve. Steve knows all the lore. He would just yeah, ask him questions yeah. <laughs> and validate it. <laughs> and yet, he doesn't believe, even though wonder woman exists in this world <laughs> and, and themiscara and paradise island exist in this world but no no there can't be leprechauns that can't be real <laughs> <laughs> um that's kind of my philosophy the, the duckbill platypus exists anything can happen <laughs> for real <laughs> so either either these things are possible or the duckbill platypus is a conspiracy i don't know which i don't either i can't say i've ever seen one myself so the earth is flat man it. it's flat <laughs> <laughs> so, no it's shaped like a raptor everybody knows that oh i like that one <laughs> have you seen have you seen the globe shaped like a velociraptor <laughs> no, no but but I, that's awesome. I gotta look it up now <laughs> i'll send it to y'all after this. okay so we get a, a bit where thackeray somehow manages to leave london and come to the u.s to to deal with it you know and buy do the trade and everything and he kind of reveals his plan. <laughs> I love how Bonelli, who he's, you know, he's talking to, he, he does this bit. So Thackeray's, you know, he's looking at these little, um, these miniature, like what, tin soldiers, I guess, uh, of the, the light brigade. And he's like, oh, except, you know, I kind of collect these figures because Bonelli's like, oh, do you collect them? He's like, kind of, when I'll be taking them back with me, but they'll be made of gold. And so then Bonelli has to like, spell the whole thing out for us audience who doesn't understand anything he's like oh i get it you're gonna melt the gold down and then reform them into the little figures <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was that was absurd that was hand-holding. It's like nobody talks like that but, but before this we do find out why pat was so angry at wonder woman for helping him it's because if he has to get a certain back rules in 24 hours without help yeah yeah and if he doesn't do it on his own it's not his gold anymore and without gold are you really a leprechaun well that's the thing what do leprechauns even deal with their gold besides hoard it like scrooge i don't know i mean what do dragons do with it (laughs) sleep in it smog no he doesn't want to answer so um i don't Uh, know If I had a big pile of gold like that, I would Scrooge McDuck it and like you'd <laughs> go swimming in it. Then go swimming in it. <laughs> I, uh, just just so everybody Scrooge knows, McDuck it. if if you're gonna dive into a, a big old vat of gold, don't do it from that far up high because you will die if you <laughs> dive into that. Scrooge McDuck it. Yeah, it's great. So Wonder Woman finds out from Lisa all about lepre- leprechauns. She calls Steve. Steve is talking with her and he remembers everything there is to know about leprechauns. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I felt like that scene should have been like one of those old, like flashback scenes from like a movie where he's sitting in a rocking chair beside a window, like gather around children and let me tell you the story. (laughs) 
so yeah, he uh, he goes to Benelli to to sneak up. You know, he he grabs his gun. He's gonna go to Benelli's place, <laughs> and he gets him by surprise. And you're like, okay, this guy kind of knows what he's doing. And then one of Benelli's goons hits him from behind, and they put him in that box and they rig it. They like raise it up in the air through with the pulley, and they rig it uh, to the door so that if anyone opens the door, the box is gonna you know fall and presumably kill whoever's inside. Wonder Woman manages to catch up with him and hears him yelling for help. <laughs> and, you know, she releases it, but she's fast enough. And this is like, it was terrible special effects, but this was like one of the spots where it's like, oh, okay, they didn't quite nerf her as much as they usually do because she's able to be fast enough to catch the box. Of course, he's not actually in it when she opens it up. But it's he's, empty. Yeah. Like he does appear behind her and he gets mad at her again for helping. He does again, yes. And, and but, this is but like she first... didn't need to help this time. Well, that's true. But like this is where she f- starts believing he's a leprechaun. She's like surprised by, oh, you're actually admitting to me you're a leprechaun. Oh, but the way he the way he worded it though, you were expecting me to be there, but I was somewhere but else. I was somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then he even says something like, Well, you know the rules under which I must operate, or something like that. You know, so that also kind of make her think, well, maybe this there is more to this guy than I than I believe maybe he is. I just say I couldn't survive in a fantasy. All these, they talk in riddles, all these leprechauns and dragons and fairies and stuff. Like it just ignores, annoys me. (laughs) Well, you're not the only one. Uh, There's many, many people in fantasies that are like, just tell me straight. So I think you're, you're, you're okay. You'd be all right. The Riddler must've been a D and D master or something (laughs) oh man i'd love to play uh dungeons and dragons with the riddler (laughs) 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 he's got to be the dungeon master (laughs) riddle me this riddle me that (laughs) you're like okay just tell me what creature we're going up against now guy So they kind of like go to Benelli's desk to examine and Wonder Woman does that pencil trick where, you know, she just kind of uses the edge of the pencil lead to highlight and you can see the indentations from the words that were written. And so as she's doing that, oh, okay, I know where you never works out well. It does work. It does, too. My friends and I would do that in elementary school and it does work that well. Yep. Yep. You take you take the mechanical lead and you roll it and it works really well. Yep. Can't confirm because we used to do that in not in elementary school. We used to do that in college. Uh, but but yes, it does work. <laughs> I want a, I want a TV show about Jerry's college years. Totally rad Christmas, the college years. <laughs> the totally rad the college, college years. years. <laughs> it's not as good. It's uh <laughs> <laughs> you know the, the the original series was better i'm sorry wait so, uh, so so what do i know about jerry's college year so far they used to do that with a pencil and to, imp- <laughs> to impress a girl he got a empty <laughs> videotape box to put halloween in it because he said he rented it but really he went out and bought halloween and shoved it into a rental box <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah that happened yes i i told the girl i had rented a movie because uh halloween uh 20 years later was coming out or h2o whatever and i hadn't rented it yet my plan was to rent it but for some reason i used the past tense i rented it so um 
everywhere I, I went to like seven or eight different video stores nobody had it so i ended up buying it but i didn't want to seem like i was lying so a buddy of mine had one of those plastic vhs rental cases and so i threw it i borrowed it and threw it in there i made it look like i rented it <laughs> that feels worse than lying it's totally worse <laughs> it's totally worse <laughs> i don't want her to think i'm lying so i'm gonna create this big elaborate ruse to make it look like i did what i said i did <laughs> oh, it does, it does feel I... like a like a sitcom <laughs> episode though doesn't it <laughs> oh, it does. all, all you needed was a friend to accidentally get the blank white boxes mixed up and you ended up with like uh some children's movie or something or some inappropriate <laughs> adult movie accidentally or something <laughs> all i needed was kramer in there <laughs> but um this is a G- this is a gene pick. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So um yeah, they they go after <laughs> I don't know how we recover from this. <laughs> okay. So Thackeray, we, we cut to Thackeray and Benelli doing the exchange. Thackeray gets the gold, and of course he double crosses Benelli because Benelli's a, a two-bit con man kind of guy. He's just a low-level thug trying to make it big. So of course the brilliant, you know, Zachary ends up taking advantage of him. But this is where uh, the IADC and and Pat and Wonder Woman all kind of converge. And this is where, like you said, we get actually Steve Trevor doing something heroic in one of these where he's out in the field and he's fighting uh, he's fighting Bonelli, which is I, I felt like. They threw it in because as kind of like a, well, you know, the guy's got to do something. I mean, this is like a whole, everything about this episode was like, I can't believe women are doing this and, and ah, you interfering women. And so I felt like this was thrown in just to kind of pander to that demographic of, you know, the man's man or whatever. 100%. But, but Wonder Woman gets the amazing moment where she lassos a helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's true yeah yeah amazing i mean i'm glad we saw it and and it was cool at the time but you know i saw captain america stop a helicopter you know just with his muscles so i feel like wonder woman could have taken this helicopter down much more easily <laughs> i mean she, she put about as much effort into this as she did stopping thackeray when he was on the uh uh the little car you know the little what's the thing where they load the the, the oh uh on the yeah plane? like the baggage car or something yeah baggage car that's what I said. he manages to get away and of course pat goes after him and so wonder woman goes after them wonder woman lassos it pat gets the 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 gold long story short somehow he got his gold back with help so i don't know if it actually counts for his rule or i don't know what happens to that gold if it disappears or if he just because he's given it back, he claims it. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't know leprechaun rules on that. So, any of you Irish listeners that want to weigh in on some of that, you know, feel free to to lay out the leprechaun rules about their gold and what happens if they get help. But I have no idea personally. Do you do you have a voicemail for Totally Rad Christmas? I do. Yeah, yeah. You do. I do. Yeah. Share the number during this episode because you dropped a number. From a, I, a I gotta look it up again because I don't remember it. A, a random Irish guy who sounds like Anthony doing a bad accent talking about <laughs> <Lipicum> <laughs> Let's see. It's a uh, 682 206 0302. 
<laughs> again, that's 682-206-0302. And you can leave a message for a totally rad Christmas. <laughs> well, if it is you doing a bad Irish accent, uh, I'm totally playing that on the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this. Uh, th- so the day is saved. Everything's fine. Um, I, I don't know what happens to Pat uh, or if Wonder Woman checks in on him uh, occasionally after this or or if he goes back to Ireland. I have no idea, but I'm curious. I want to know what happens to him afterwards because it's where does where does the gold go? What does he do with it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe do leprechauns take baths in their, in their gold <laughs> or do they just sleep on it? He's way too big to Scrooge McDuck it. Yeah, yeah, it's not I enough th- gold I for that. I think we know what he did with it. He moved back to Ireland and tried to keep it from Mag the Hag for the rest of his life. <laughs> he moves in with his family, <laughs> with his giant family. It's uh, where what he was has it? to tell his Blarney Killakalarney, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. It's all connected. Insert it's always sunny in Philadelphia meme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we definitely we got to put our faces on that meme, um, <laughs> <laughs> and just put like Rankin Bass things in the. <laughs> oh um, no, no! <laughs> trying to make it work somehow. Uh, yeah, this was this was a strange this was a strange episode. Not very Christmassy. I, I still kind of liked it, but nowhere near as much as the the deadly toys with the fake toy man one. I think that one was just a better episode. And because of t- the toy angle, it just felt more Christmassy as well. I like how I have been on two episodes of your show now where one Superman and one Wonder Woman where we talked about the toy man. <laughs> True. Yeah. Gotta preferred, I preferred George Jefferson's take on it, but uh, <laughs> rather than Frank Gorshin's. What's George Jefferson's take on it? So in Lois and, Clark, in Lois and Clark, he played a toy man in an episode of Lois and Clark. For real? <laughs> For real. And his, Wheezy was all. his assistant. <laughs> it's strange because Wheezy was his assistant. <laughs> Slash love, love interest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can find it on. Uh, oh, and uh, in that same season, uh, series, you know, season four, though, uh, Howie Mandel plays Mr. Mixius Pitlick. So uh, <laughs> that was that was fun too. Not who I would have chosen to play him, but I, I think he did a pretty good job. George Jefferson was odd though, with the atomic rat. Or <laughs> so, it was weird. Man, making Lois Lane talk like a five-year-old girl and all. That. You <laughs> gotta watch weird. it. It's it's yeah. If nothing else, it's a it's definitely a, a time capsule. Just like this episode was, but more fun, I think. I don't know well, that I, I can go back and watch Lois and Clark with Dean Kane anymore. Oh, oh, I, I, I don't know. I think I'm pretty good about separating the artist from the, the art, in general. Can you, can you always do that? Mostly. I mean, there's a few things where it's like uh, I can't watch this anymore. That's how I feel about Tom Cruise still. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't do Candace Cameron Beret at all anymore. Mm. It's gonna cut about five years off the life of our podcast, given how many <laughs> Okay, so if you could be in this episode, who would you be or what would you change about it? I wouldn't look as good in the outfit, but Wonder Woman, because she was the only like 
Pikachu is a hero in this episode. <laughs> okay. For, forget about putting our faces on uh, Always Sunny. You got to put Anthony's face on Wonder Woman. Somebody. <laughs> I think I would, I would want to be Pat and I would make him very much a leprechaun. Like the subtle ways, but, you know, occasionally, you know, wear a top hat at home or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the subtle ways put on a top top <laughs> buckles everywhere <laughs> it's all it's all about buckles um i would like to be in this episode as a santa claus and i just to so i could you know just a street corner santa somewhere just to make it a little more christmasy i think because <laughs> it it doesn't feel christmasy at all really um but if i had to be one of the main characters i guess i'd probably be uh I'd probably be Pat also. I think it'd be fun to play a leprechaun. I do too. I'm a leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, no, no. <laughs> anyway, sorry, that's my Wayne's World bit. All right. <laughs> but, okay, so you said you'd want to be Wonder Woman, and what would you change about it? Oh, well, I would change is actually we only get one <laughs> thing, right? Yeah. Only one. Sit at Christmas. I want Christmas. Nah, Christmas. It's a Christmas episode. Make it more Christmassy. Make yeah, him an I elf would... instead of a leprechaun and have them be toys they're trying to steal instead of gold to pawn on the black market. There you go. <laughs> I just want Christmas music. Yeah, well, we get like a tiny bit when the... No, through the whole episode. It first opens and, and there's like one little bit of joy to the world and instrumental as, as it says, London... And that's it. Like and, and that's the it. garland. And that's the garland. Yeah. Garland. Yep. And that's it. It's oh man. Okay. So now uh, that we've said what we're going to change, because I know I said it as I was talking about who I would be. Um, what would you say is your hap hap happiest memory or moment with Wonder Woman? I like all the Wonder Woman Nazi fighting in season one. Yeah. When the I don't remember her name. The woman kidnaps Diana Wonder Woman and takes her to Germany. And then Drusilla gets kidnapped. Oh, yeah. Tells the Nazis where Paradise Island is. And Wonder Woman and, and Diana Diana and uh, Drusilla have to fight the Nazis. Nice. That's yeah. good. I'm, I'm a big fan of anything where Nazis get, get beat right now. Yeah. I think that's so like, uh, it's good in general. It is good. It's nice to see Nazis go down. Yeah. Are we talking Wonder Woman in general? Like any incarnation of Wonder sure. Woman? Sure. Yeah. Why not? I, whatever you think of that movie, it was pretty darn cool when Wonder Woman appeared for the first time in Batman versus Superman with the shield saves Batman. That got a loud reaction in my audience and I uh, love excited theater reactions. And that was pretty cool. Oh, I thought we were We're, talking the show. That's okay. We can do either one. Do you have another one? Like, like a favorite moment? Yeah, go for it. I just had a, there was a cool Wonder Woman action figure I had when I was a kid that I liked a lot. Nice. And she, I would play with her and uh, the Incredible Hulk. And your Hulk. Yeah. My, my Hulk bath toy, bathtub toy. Yeah. Speaking of uh, bathtub toys, do you like if you get rubber ducks or anything, do you uh, glue the holes shut? No, we they just have a very short life, but I will start gluing the hole short because that's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, someone mentioned it to me and I was thinking like, man, all those years I had with the kids that I didn't do that. And, you know, and they who knows what they squirted all over their <laughs> as they were playing with these these little toys so um yeah that's that's oh there's 
they're so gross. Yeah. Yeah. When you were playing with Wonder Woman and the Hulk, <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> when you were playing with Wonder Woman and the Hulk, did Wonder Woman say to the Hulk, "Hey, big guy, sun's getting real low." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> that would be actually a pretty cool team up, Wonder Woman and the Hulk. That'd be fun. See them like yeah. smashing Ares or somebody. Oh, gigantic. You're with me. You want to see Ares fight. Like you want to see like a real big budget Wonder Woman versus Ares, don't you? I do. Uh and, and nothing against David Thewlis. He's a fantastic actor, but that was kind of terrible at the end. It was all photoshopping yeah. his face onto a more muscular body. <laughs> Why didn't you just cat someone more muscular? Or just do like in the comics and like it's black. You just Cover cannot see anything except the eyes underneath his helmet, you know? Yep. Like that's all you Anthony, need. Anthony just proved you could put a, a, <laughs> a, a, a dude in his 30s face on top of Linda Carter's body and bam, suddenly, <laughs> suddenly 2021, 2022 Anthony is a 1978 Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's very not right. It's just not right. Which but... one? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Either. <laughs> um, yeah, I think for me, um, I used to love Wonder Woman in the old Justice League cartoon. Like yeah. I, I thought they did her very well in that cartoon. As far as this the show goes, I think my favorite uh, was the the pilot. Not the unaired pilot, but the the you know the first episode of season one with Linda Carter when she's proving that she you know can win the games and she's going to be the new Wonder Woman and go out into the world and I mean I just I thought that was amazing, but in general yeah I think it was Wonder Woman from the Justice League show it was the animated it was, one yeah yeah I loved the relationship between her and Batman in that one how they had that flirty thing going on and they she did had to try to get him to open up yeah I like that whole dynamic that's kind of what I wanted to see in the movies yeah and then and, you know we kind of justicely kind of hinted at that they did kind of like yeah kind, yeah well and then I mean so much so that even in the uh the comics later on during the blackest night saga when she's going to become a star sapphire uh, she imagines like kissing Bruce, you know, and then that love is what helps her become the star Sapphire so that they can fight Necron and, and the, you know, the black uh, lantern core, uh, which <laughs> saying that out loud sounds so bananas, but anyway, it did happen. And uh, <laughs> it's, there is a black lantern besides green lanterns. Um, but anyway, so now we come to my favorite part of the show, which is a little bit I like to call gag me with the spoon. So this is where we do our best impression of our least favorite part of the episode. And uh, as the guests, I will let you all go first. Just kind of set up the scene for us. I will go first. Okay. It is the very final exchange between Wonder Woman and Pat O'Hanlon. Uh, they just stopped the helicopter, everything like that. Uh, and the dog Rasputin did not attack Powell Hanlon. He just sat down in front of him. Oh, right. Tail, tongue out. And Wonder Woman's like, Mr. O'Hanlon, how did you do that? And Pat's like, Ah, oh, we all have our little secrets, don't we, Miss Wonder Woman? <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> uh, Tom? 
Uh, we already covered the one I was going to do, which was the whole women in the IADC. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Nope. You're fine. Um, well, you want me to go while while you're looking, go right ahead. Okay. So I'm looking through the whole, the the script of the episode. So this is where, uh, Benelli and his goons kidnap, um, kidnap Pat for the second time. And they say, now you're going to do exactly as I say, or your family's going to have a very unmarried Christmas this year. It's like unmarry. Uh, uh, come on, man. It was just a, I, I, I just cringed so hard when I heard that, but nothing crazy. All right. I'm going to go with the, uh, we referenced this one too, but it's just too good not to, uh, not to go with when Pat says, ah, now what'd you do that for? And she said, I just saved your life. You let him get away. It's what you did. <laughs> Happens on his hat. Gah! <laughs> interfering woman <laughs> it's so good <laughs> it's terrible terrible but good <laughs> oh man um, that, that was great but you know it does make me wonder um gi joe taught us that knowing is half the battle what do you guys think is the other half when you're stealing a leprechaun's pot of gold never turn your eyes on him so he can escape and, you know guys that's just good advice for life so i'm gonna I'm going to quote Diane. I'm going to quote Lisa from this episode. If knowing is half the battle, the other half is always have a pot of gold. Ooh, nice. (laughs) Those are both better than mine. I said, if knowing is half the battle, the other half is just using Irish folklore in your Christmas episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, that's a thing. (laughs) I guess the other half could be having some rando character who remembers a ridiculous amount of Irish folklore. (laughs) That's that's true. You never know when that's going to come in handy. Because you never know. So, (laughs) So really, I guess the moral is just anytime your grandma tells you some sort of folklore, remember it. Because you're going to use it in the future eventually. <laughs> oh man, uh, guys, it's been fun. But um, you know, tell tell everybody about Tis the podcast and and all the cool stuff you guys got coming up. Honestly, I feel like we've done that so much; they all know it, right? It's probably true. I mean, most of my l- listeners are your listeners. So Sorry. check us out wherever you get your podcast. Tis the podcast uh, on all the all the platform on all the platforms we've got some fun stuff i'm really excited to start our international women's month where we're going to feature some uh great female oriented content and have some 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 pretty ba women guests so nice it'll be the it'll be the first time for multiple episodes where julia is not a ridiculous minority (laughs) (laughs) not only that but by the time you listen to this episode you will have heard Jerry D of Totally Rad Christmas. Hey, that's and me. And Chuck Morales of Just Another Friday Night on Tissa Podcast talking the very festive, very Christmassy <laughs> movie, Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, that's definitely a, a, one of the Todd Killian uh, Christmas <laughs> Criterion <laughs> movies. <laughs> Which, Plus, we're having Jerry on for something that has nothing to do with Christmas whatsoever. On our bonus Patreon episode, we're talking Peacemaker. Ooh, I'm excited for that one. <laughs> also. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah you, I can't wait. I, I, did you I just have a question wait. for you guys. I just have a question for you guys. What's that? Do you really want to taste it? <laughs> that song has been stuck in my head like <laughs> the last six weeks. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> based on what i saw on uh peacemaker no i don't 
<laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's that honey amber thing that the, that the butterflies drink. I like honey. I, I, maybe it's good. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you remember what that came out of, though? I do. What that came out of? Okay. Um, yeah. I like adorable ethnic cow. food. <laughs> I've tried grasshoppers. It's got to be okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, cow is definitely an interesting word for it. Definitely check out Tiz the Podcast. I know most of you guys uh, are migrants from there anyway, and you <laughs> you listen to them. Uh, but if you don't, and you happen to come upon my show in some other way, um, then yes, watch Tiz the Podcast or listen to Tiz the Podcast. If you don't, don't take our word for how awesome it is. I'm just going to quote somebody who shall remain nameless who said being invited to guest host to the podcast is like being asked to be on Fallon or SNL. So <laughs> there you go. On that note, I'm going to end it by saying first it's kidnapping. Now it's breaking and entering, is it? Well, you'll be getting coal in your stockings this Christmas. So check us out on our social media pages, Facebook and Instagram at Totally Rad Christmas and Twitter at Rad Christmas. And if you're feeling like a leprechaun, getting his gold back in time for Christmas, leave us a review on iTunes. Not only does it help us spread retro Christmas cheer to more people, but you also get a free sticker. Now, don't forget to check out our merch shop on tpublic.com and our brand new website, courtesy of Tis the Podcast Elf, Tom Crow. Merry Christmas to all and to all a safe night. Later, dudes. We're the elves from Tis the Podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia. And I'm Tom. And Tis the Podcast is a proud member of the Christmas Podcast Network. Join us each week as we rank, review, and discuss all your favorite Christmas movies and television shows. Sometimes we agree. Sometimes it's a verbal brawl. But each and every week is guaranteed to be fun. Come join us. Come join us.